Welcome to the Love What You Create podcast. I'm your host, Cassie Mendoza-Jones, and I'm here to help you create the business you know you're here to create without stressing yourself out, going into mind drama, or burning yourself to a crisp. Instead, I'll teach you how to trust in your innate value, own your gifts, share them with the world, and magnetize clients, money, and opportunities towards you from your natural state. What does that mean? It means knowing that you belong in this room exactly as you are. It means the world needs all of you to show up, no perfection needed. And it means you're in exactly the right place, here with me. I'm so glad you're here. Let's go. Hello, hello. I have two episodes dropping today at the same time. So in real time, as you're listening to this, this is part one. And this is me reflecting on and evaluating my most recent launch slash promo, which brought in zero new dollars. And then part two is going to be me reflecting and evaluating the launch before that, which brought in $41,000. And this is all in the same year, like a few months apart. And the reason I'm doing these in separate episodes is because... Each of them have a beauty and a poignancy and lessons that I want to share. And I don't want to take away from the growth that I want to offer and the the insights that I want to offer by combining them because I feel like the 41k launch could very easily undercut the $0 launch, if I put them in the same episode. And what I want to offer also is that the 41k launch was before and the $0 launch was the, was the recent one. And it was a lot, well, I'm going to go into detail, but it it was also kind of a promotion, not so much a launch like they were different, but for the purposes of just clarity and simplicity, I'm just going to call it a launch, but you'll get what I mean when I explain it. Okay, so, and the reason I dropped them both at the same time is because they're very much part one and part two. They go together very, very much so, and I didn't want to make you wait. I didn't want to make you wait. So that's why they're they're just dropping at the same time. Alrighty, so, zero dollar launch. Uh, so let me give you the backstory because, and what I want to offer is... This is going to be, there's going to be something that you can take away that is for the collective here that you can use personally. And there's also a little bit, quite a lot about this launch that was quite personal, or I will say collective on a Jewish level because of the timing of this. And so if you're Jewish, when you're listening to this, you'll understand it differently. I'm probably going to cry on this episode. I can feel it coming now. And I just want to offer that I'm still going to try and make this episode something that everyone can take something from. And also there is an element that is deeply personal and 100% impacted this launch. So I have tissues next to me. (laughs) Um, And I also just want to thank you for your grace in listening, in listening to this. So Let me backtrack late September or mid September, or I actually don't know when sometime in September I launched, well, I got the idea probably early September to run, um, another round of my start to scale workshop, which is one of my most favorite programs or workshops, like, you know, offerings that I've created, actually everything I create, 
I love so but like let's just say in the last few years um is something that I'm just like so so powerfully proud of and I wanted to run it again I ran it in in May earlier this year as a three-hour half-day workshop with a follow-up 90-minute coaching call about 10 days later and I did an early bird initially for 222 which I and I saw and I wanted 10 clients and I sold the first eight spots um, within like four or five days then it went up to 333 I sold those remaining two spots um, over the next couple of days and then we were sold out I think maybe the last spot was purchased the the week of the workshop but we were pretty much sold out very quickly it was the most effortless launch like I just created the sales page you know launched it sold the those first eight spots in like maybe one or two emails and and a couple of Instagram posts like honestly it was it was wonderful I could even do another a launch episode like evaluation on on that launch and then I gifted one spot to a client who I had um she I'd gifted her a one-on-one session and I said to her look I'm we're going to be probably doing this in our one-on-one session anyway do you want to just come into the group call which was is a lower value than a, a one hour with me so not lower value, but like essentially she was getting like the same amount of value more because she was getting four and a half hours of coaching, group coaching instead of one hour private coaching. And she was like, yes, that sounds amazing. So there ended up being 11 clients in the group. So that went beautifully. And then I ended up inviting everyone into the mastermind and I got two beautiful clients that joined from start to scale joined me in the mastermind so that led into the big launch which I'll come to in part two of this series and so in September I was like I'm gonna run this again you know there's x amount of weeks left so what I wanted to do as in x amount of weeks left in the year what I thought would be really awesome was for me to expand the workshop because what I wanted to do is also speak to the people who had done start to scale earlier in May, earlier in May, I wanted to make it something that if they were to rejoin, they would feel really held in the container as well. So it wasn't necessarily a workshop that only new, new clients could do. And I also wanted to, because I had some time left in the year, I wanted to set it out in a way that I could uh, give people more time in the implementation together. So the way I did it in May was that we had that beautiful three hours together, which was a really deep, like working workshop. There was lots of time and space to work on, like to take action and to brainstorm and problem solve. And we coached through so much. Then they had 10 days to kind of implement and, you know, get started. And then we had that 90 minute coaching session a couple of weeks later, which was so good for the kind of the questions that come up in between when you do the initial work and then you start implementing and taking action in your business. So that was awesome. And I thought, why don't I just do that, but just expand it a little bit more. So what I did was I took the five main concepts that are inside the worksheet and the workshop. And I was like, well, I could do this over a few weeks together. And I turned it into a nine week program that I got myself all organized to start selling from the end of September. And there are some details that I can't specifically remember, but basically it was nine weeks. It was a thousand dollars for the nine weeks. We were going to meet, um, almost every week 
sorry, it was six sessions over nine weeks with a few weeks for integration, a Facebook group. And we were going to have time every week to go through each like module, each lesson with coaching in between, uh, sorry, coaching afterwards and then coaching in the Facebook group in between. It was like a very robust, beautiful program. And I was so excited and I started to sell it. And there was already something in my, in my alignment, my messaging that I could feel was a little bit off, which I have not problem solved yet because of what happened very quickly after I launched this. And that's something for me to look at, um, for 2024, cause I would love to run start to scale again, cause I deeply just love the work and the way it's helped my clients and the way it's like, it's kind of the model that I've been using, not kind of, it is the model I've been using to build my and kind of build my business back up from zero dollar months after coming back from my second baby back to like six figures and you know six to 16 k months and I say that six to 16 because it is there's there's a jump in income depending on if I'm having a launch or um whatever it is so that's this is the model that I've been using and I'm sharing it and coaching my clients through it and holding holding them while they build, you know, and grow up, grow their group coaching program. And so I I launched it and I didn't sell a spot yet. And then, which is what, oh, that's what I was saying. There was something in my messaging that felt a little bit off that I would have kept tweaking and kind of aligning and problem solving had the launch continued. And then the October 7 attacks happened and I'm Jewish and I won't get into it the way I like could, would, but it it deeply impacted, obviously, so many people, the Jewish people, my community, my family, that like you can sell, I just don't even really have words for it, but I immediately could just could not sell my anything in my business. I couldn't, I didn't feel safe to show up. I got... Um, hate in my dms and i got hate on my facebook page which i blocked everyone but i just stopped feeling uh, safe to share anything i took a break i deleted instagram for a bit because the trauma of um just seeing images this so graphic and seeing everything and seeing the hatred already that came like literally the next day there was a in air quotes rally in Sydney where they were chanting horrific things about Jews that I don't even want to put on my podcast and so I stopped and I I just took um I just took some time and I kept the workshop up as in like I hadn't I didn't pull it down but I was getting closer and closer to when I was gonna start like needing to run the workshop and that there's going to be a kickoff call and then we were going to start so I thought you know what I'm just going to change it and I quite quickly I don't again the timing is a bit murky but I quite quickly changed it and I pulled down the long program the nine-week program and it's so weird that I can't remember exactly what I did I even did a podcast episode about it but I changed my mind and I think I just made it similar to before like a half-day workshop how weird that I can't remember. I think this is just proof of like how murky those days were. Seriously, I should have gone back to my own podcast and listened to that episode. 
And so anyway, whatever I did, I changed it from the nine week program back to something smaller. And then I still, and then I, and then actually I felt clearer and calmer, maybe not calmer, maybe not clearer. I just felt ready to start being back in my business again. My business is such a safe space for me and it does bring me so much joy and it lights me up so much. And I got the most beautiful message from a a coach in America who I've never really talked to before. And she sent me a message and she said, firstly, just, she was sending so much love. And then she said, she, she, I won't tell her story, but she shared with me a story about, um, when there was another terror attack and how she was meant to be doing something in her business and she kept doing it. And her friends were like, what are you doing? And she said, you know what? They would love if I stopped what I was doing. They would love if I hid. They would love if I, you know, suffered in my life, in my business financially because of this. And I'm not going to do that. And I'd already just decided to get back into it. And then I got this beautiful message and I was like, yes, I'm not going to fucking hide. And I'm not going to take a step back. And I, yes, I'm scared, but I'm also proud and I'm proud to be Jewish and I'm if you don't want to buy from me because I'm Jewish I would not want one cent of your money and so I kept selling because it felt so good to just be back in my business and it just felt right for me in in where I was at and I know that I potentially would have done it differently had this not happened, of course. But there was still something about, I want to say either the messaging of what, how I was sharing it and what I was saying, um, but mostly there was just still something about how about not being, not feeling safe or like sharing something non-business related and something about um anti-semitism or something and then kind of switching into like oh come and do my program and so I just kept though doing my own work on myself and around that time I changed track again and this time I didn't do a podcast episode about it I just did what I had to do that and actually this felt really great and it was something that I had been planning to do anyway I took the original workshop that I ran the three-hour workshop that I ran in May and I edited out all my clients coaching so I could anonymize it and I added I did such a great job I, I did it in descript so you you edit the transcript and that edits the video it's amazing and then I put little like um text on top of the video to give context if I was jumping in to answer a question I'd be like you know here I am answering my client's question about da, da, da. so that gave a lot of context if you missed the actual question being asked and I was like this is what I'm going to do I'm going to sell this beautiful workshop for $111 and I got the new transcript already and the workbook was already ready and then I bundled it up with the option of adding on a one-on-one session as well and I tweaked the sales page and I added also a bonus call so I was like you know what if this isn't time sensitive because it's not a live call as in like the original the workshop that I'm selling I'm gonna add a time sensitive live coaching call so that you know, there's an incentive to join at this time so that you can get yourself all set up if you are 
creating, growing, building a group program in the new year, or just looking at how you can start scaling your income. And so I did that and that's what I was promoting. And I also offered a promotion of um, receiving the latest mastermind lesson, which is where I take you through how to use muscle testing to find the priority block in your business. And then what you can do to shift that, that was a bonus if someone chose the one-on-one session. So there were two bonuses, time sensitive, you know, Q&A integration call, no matter which option you were taking, workshop or workshop and one-on-one. And if you added the one-on-one session, there was another bonus on top. And that's what I started to sell through newsletters, social posts. Um, I think I added it at the end of a podcast episode and some stories and all that stuff. And that is what I ended up selling also zero, also zero spots to. And so again, again, this was May then kind of, and I kept selling until the end as I do. And then I had to also reassess and continue to do my own work. I kept doing my own, my own work to just get clarity on what is it that's kind of blocking my sales. And my mind was like, oh, it's just the state of the world. Like I was plugging into a lot of scarcity in that launch. And so here's where I want to start to offer things that are more general and more collective when we plug into other people's energy, when we plug into kind of a generalization, uh, when we take on a lot of other people's stuff or a lot of the world's stuff, and I want to just asterisk this and say there's also the piece where we don't want to, but we can't bypass what is going on. But when we take it on too much, where it stops even being something that we were bypassing and we've just stopped to exist like in our own sovereign power, we're just holding everything for everyone. Or if you're moving through something in your own grief, your own trauma, something that's collective, intergenerational, maybe just deeply personal, there's also you're in a different energetic space. And that's not to say we can't sell and be in our businesses like I, I just ran a program in April called Show Up and Vibe, which was about being in your business no matter your mood and showing up without perfectionism. And so that's really something I honored in this launch. And I also know that I was holding a collective energy of, of my Jewishness and the Jewish people. And the there was just something there as well that I could not, I had to be in and I couldn't move through it. And I also want to honor, again, the general business side, which is where there was something in my messaging that I was like, I don't feel like I'm getting this across the way I would like to. And again, I'm going to asterisk that by saying I also always hold the paradox that my dreamy aligned best fit clients are ready and resourced and willing to work with me. And I don't need perfect messaging for that to be true. I hold that paradox with And it's also always possible that I could get clearer on exactly what I'm communicating to my clients. So there's always the written word and the energetic word that comes through. And I don't feel like I nailed either of them in this launch, as I've said, for lots of reasons. And I think if I'd had more mental capacity, more mental space, I reckon I would have, I know I would have worked it out and gone on to make sales and call in beautiful clients. And I'm going to say, this is this, I don't know if this is going to help or hinder the episode, the evaluation. This is the first launch in my entire business in 
I started my business 2011 where I've not made one sale from a promotion. So it was also very an incredibly unique experience for me. I've had launches where I put in so much effort. Like I remember in 2017, I ran a launch for my Love What You Create program. And I put in, I did all the things. Oh, also they're drilling, they're drilling somewhere nearby. And I don't know if you can hear that. And I'm just going to keep recording. And I'm really sorry if you can hear it. You might not be able to. No one on my mastermind could hear it last week, which was great. But I did this launch in 2017 for Love What You Create. And I did so many things. And I ran this three-day webinar series. It was awesome. And I had like 350 people sign up to that. And then from that, I had three people join Love What You Create. And that was, I'm going to say that was it. Still great, like three beautiful humans. And if you look at like um, kind of, you know, I hate saying this, but like the conversion stats of like what general marketers think then that's kind of like on par I never believe all of that and like I don't I go past the linear time numbers metrics thing when I'm calling in clients but I put in a lot of effort and I sold three and I was I had a lot of like disappointment to process from that and so I want to say I've definitely definitely had launches where I didn't call in the number of clients I've wanted but I've never had a launch where I called in no no new humans or even like past clients. So that was something there for me to also process. Okay, you can definitely hear the, dr- the, the drumming, the drilling, but I'm going to keep going. So that was something to process. And I, I know that it was down to, I'm going to say 80% the energy I was carrying because of the grief and 20% my personal energy and um, the way I was connecting with what I was saying and making it less about like what, how the process has helped me. Cause I want to obviously share that because it's true, but I also want to explain the possibilities of it. And I think I was just a little bit disconnected to that. Maybe just because of the, what I was moving through. So that's my thing. There's still something there that I have to ponder I'm gonna say just I'm gonna be so open about it um which you might see in the next time that I launch the program and whatever that whatever that looks like but that was definitely there Alrighty, I've tried to stop to see if they're gonna stop drilling they're not stopping <laughs> so I'm gonna keep going Alrighty, let me tell you some of the thoughts feelings actions all of that from this launch, the $0 launch. And then I'm going to move you into some things that you can think about and do for yourself. If something similar or something the same happens to you, I won't say the same, God forbid this should happen. Like the trauma should happen in that way, but let's just say a launch of, of no, no beautiful new clients. And this is, or I guess a launch that's just like not anywhere close to where you want to be, but like yeah, whatever, whatever parameters you want to set there for yourself. So the thoughts and beliefs I was having were still very much in line with like when I usually launch something. Um, the first thing I always say to my clients is that first thought and feeling or rather belief is like, I'm so excited. Right. And that's amazing. That's the bubbles on top of the bubble bath. So we need the bubbles are beautiful. Like who doesn't love a bubble bath, but actually we're sitting in the water and the water is what's holding us not the bubbles. So excitement. Yes, I felt excitement. I always ask myself what's underneath the excitement. And it's kind of what I was saying before, the trust in 
the framework I offer proof of concept that people loved this workshop, that I had sold it really easily and effortlessly before. And I know that if you have a low, low numbers launch, you might, it might be the first one, you might not have proof of concept for that specific way. So it it could be good to look at how to create proof of concept for yourself. Um, And that's either something where it's like, you could evaluate this and do this for round two, but maybe you do it in a, in a different way. Maybe you you do a free workshop or a lower cost workshop, or you create like an ebook on the content, something to help you create proof of concept, or you find evidence of the proof of concept. So you're like, well, maybe I haven't done this workshop in this way, but I've done this work with private clients and they loved it. So you can create proof of concept that people love the work and now you're just repackaging it. So for me, I had proof of concept. Uh, so there was a, a, what I said, the excitement, B, the feeling, the thought of like um, the belief, I know people love this. I know I love selling this. There was a little bit of um, doubt, not doubt. I'm going to say uncertainty in the new structure because I'd only run it one way before, right? As a three hour workshop with a 90 minute follow up. So I'd not yet run it firstly at the, as that longer program. And then secondly, when I changed again to the shorter program, um, so I didn't yet have proof of concept for the length of time and that was just not really a problem to solve. It was just something that could sit there. And so the thoughts and beliefs were really positive, but there was that underlying, um, all the stuff I was processing as well. And then just for me, the, 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 I guess it's a thought, but it's a fear thought of like, how am I, how am I going to be in my business right now? Like how, how, how am I going to do this? And I want to keep showing up and I want to keep doing my beautiful work and also look what's happening right now. Like how, so there was a little bit of like an incongruence, not incongruency. It's not incongruent to be like the, to have human feelings and fears when the world is, you know, when there's, when I don't even have my words anymore. It's not an incongruence. It's just like, something to sit in a truth to sit in so there was that and the feelings that that created in my body was it was in quite a lot of um fear and kind of I let myself sit in it and move through it but as I said there was something that I was holding that was not fully my own and so if you're in a launch where even if it is all of your own if you don't get the results you want yet what can happen is you can start to make that mean something about yourself. So you stop seeing yourself in the way you were seeing yourself at the beginning of the launch and you start to listen to the, you know, whatever stress comes through um, when you are thinking, oh, this isn't working or no one likes this offer. Do I have to change something? You might start problem solving for something. And when you start problem solving for things that I'm not saying they don't exist, they feel very real, but maybe they're feeling really real because you know, mid-launch, we can get really into our heads. We move out of our bodies. We can get, we can sometimes feel very ungrounded. We can turn, um, our, our nervous systems get activated. We can go into fight or flight. So you might start to do a million things if you're in flight or actually maybe you just run away and do nothing. <laughs> or I guess also the phrase is kind of doing nothing. Like you feel a bit frozen or maybe you kind of problem solve the same thing over and over and over again instead of coming back into your body reconnecting with the essence of your offer which is what I would have been doing one of the 
questions that I that I want to ask you to ask yourself when you're in a launch is or after the launch where was I listening to myself or where was I not listening to myself and I know for me there was so much I was listening to but the one thing that I wasn't really listening to was my offer I wasn't taking the time to just connect with my offer and I think that's a really important thing to do when you're in when you're in a launch um, even afterwards when you're reflecting or evaluating on it so it's getting clear on what your thoughts and beliefs are like what you're thinking how that's impacting your body if you feel like you're in this over energy like you're over giving or an under energy where you're feeling kind of frozen or maybe you just like stop you kind of stop selling stop showing up you 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 take the potential silence as, oh, no one likes this. No one likes me, as opposed to the silence, which is actually just like a comfortable quiet. You know, there's a difference when you're in the car with someone. If you feel really comfortable with them, you can be in a comfortable silence and you know you're safe versus if you don't feel fully comfortable with someone and it's quiet, you're like, should I be saying something? Should they be saying something? Should I put the music on? Should they put, like, should we put a podcast on? But what podcast? Like, what? And you get, it's really uncomfortable. You feel like you've got to fill the space. You've got to rush to fill the space. So what if mid-launch or what if a launch with, you know, if you're in the middle of it and you're not getting the results that you want, what if you could say that as a comfortable silence and it doesn't mean something has gone wrong? What would you do then if nothing had gone wrong? I bet you you'd actually show up. I bet you'd go for a walk and get an incredible idea or do some brainstorming or go back to your sales page and read it again and pull a thread out of that and expand it for an Instagram post or a reel or send off some emails or get another idea, um, to, you know, to offer some past clients access to the workshop, whatever it is. So you would get an amazing idea from an energy of, um, you know, abundance from an energy of sufficiency as opposed to freezing in the energy of scarcity, which I fully understand that's where I was in this launch at times. I was a little bit frozen um, because of that collective fear that I was feeling. But if we make this just more of a collective generalization episode, which I also want to honor myself that I don't necessarily have to do that in this episode because I am reevaluating my own launch (laughs) that just dropped in. But if you were to look at that, it's like, where was I? Where were you freezing in the launch? If you weren't getting the results that you really wanted, and you know what happens when you freeze in a launch? You It's harder to create the results you want because you feel frozen and you feel stuck. And so creating soft, warm movement and energy and momentum is done by coming out of your body, by calming your nervous system, by re, reconnecting with your offer, by listening, asking yourself, where am I listening to myself? And where am I not listening to myself? And the, what I've personally found really uncomfortable in this launch from, for me was that I, I knew that I could just quit. I knew I had like the worst slash, I want to say best excuse, but it's the most horrific excuse in the world to not, to not continue to show up. And I found that really challenging because I don't quit just because something's not working. I quit if I don't like the thing I'm doing anymore, you know, and I know quit's not even the best word to use, but I'll pivot if I'm like, oh, I'm not feeling the joy there or I'm not feeling in love with that or something there is like feeling like I'm done with it but for me it wasn't any of that I'm not done with start to scale I love it I love the offer I love the how it's helped my clients already I love how it's helped me I love teaching it I love offering it. I love writing I loved writing the sales page I love the branding I love all of it so for me 
this feeling of like, this isn't working, didn't, I didn't want to quit, even though I could have because of what was happening in the world, in my greater community, in my, in, you know, smaller community in Sydney. But I found that really challenging. There was a real resistance there um, because, as I said, I don't quit because it's not working. I quit if I don't love it anymore. And I really love, love it, still love it so much. And so that for me was just something to sit in and then to take note of where was I pushing or rushing. I don't feel like I was rushing, but I did move a little bit, not into pushy energy, but I kind of um, felt a little bit defeated energetically again because of so much of what's happening. So I love to keep selling until the end. And I did that and I'm so proud of myself for doing that. But I know that underneath that selling, which is something that we can all feel, there was this thought of like, I don't think anyone's going to sign up any anyway because no one has yet, which is actually not true because people can sign up until that last second. People can message you when the carts close and be like, hey, I missed it. Can you like, can you slip me in? And so that was just what I was telling myself though, in that moment of like, I've done I've done everything I could do, which I really believe is true. And in that moment, you know, like you can always say, oh, I could have done more, but I like to believe that whatever I got done was all I had to do, was all I could do. And so I kept selling until the end. And I want to offer to you, even if you're in it, if you're in it right now, keep selling until the end, find a new way to speak about what it is that you're doing, do an energy balancing, an energy clear, go for a walk, have a conversation with like a biz buddy or someone who gets you and knows your work and and just get clear on who you're speaking to, check your energy before you take action. Now you can take action from any energy. It's just nice to be clear on how you're feeling before you take the action. And that means that you can, let's say you're feeling I don't know, all the feelings of like resistance or fear, it doesn't mean you can't take action from that space. It just means you can then separate. You can have this, be conscious of, okay, I'm feeling fear. What can I do to shift this fear even 1% before I take action? So that you're not going into it with an unconscious level of, you know, resistance or reactivity, you're consciously acting, you know, the state from which you're acting and that will support the actions that you take as opposed to just unconsciously reacting. You get to consciously react and take space from that. Or actually I should say consciously respond. You get to take action from that space. And then after the launch, whatever happens, I want you to look at what you did well, like what, what are you proud of? What does feel like a success? Find something. There will be something. What would you do differently next time? Cause you're in this for the long run and there will be a next time. What felt really good. And that's different to like what went well, what just felt good. What didn't feel good. And you could also say what felt good and why, you know, what was I doing? What was I thinking? What was I feeling? What didn't feel good and why? Ask yourself where you might want to create or receive more support for yourself. So for me in this launch, there wasn't really any extra support I could have asked for. I have support in my business. Um, I think maybe just a bit more personal support and maybe I don't want to should myself for any of this because I think I handled it all so well considering the circumstances. 
I think if I were to do it again, actually, I'm not even going to ask that because I hope that we never have to do this again. But let's say maybe I would have, no, actually, do you know what? There's nothing I would have done differently because I still, I still showed up the way that I like showing up. I still wrote from my heart. Maybe there was a more, there was more discomfort there than normal. I think I probably could have spent maybe a little bit more time connecting with my offer and the essence of it and creating safety in my system, which I ended up having the most beautiful session several weeks after this with my dear friend and mentor, Samantha Nolan Smith, um, on, she did a clearing with me on the, on the Jewish trauma and pain. And she's actually going to put it up on her YouTube channel, which will be beautiful for any, any Jewish people who want to tune into that and do a big clearing. And that helped me immensely a few weeks later. Um, but during this actual launch, I created as much safety as I could. And there was also a real surrendering of what I could not, of what I could not shift or could not change. But I still, I don't actually know if I would do anything different. And isn't that a great thing? Like it's okay to have something that feels disappointing in your business and to not should yourself for anything. Or I should have, could have, would have done it differently. There's lots that felt good. There are definitely places where I didn't feel good in my business, but that's not necessarily because of like an action that I was personally taking. And then I want to, I want you to ask yourself, um, how, when, and why will you try again? How will you try again? When will you try again? And why, why will you do this again? And lastly, I want you to ask yourself the whole thing. If you just look at broad, broad brushstrokes, what are you making this whole thing mean about yourself, your business? And how can you shake that off? And what could you tell yourself instead? What could you tell yourself instead? And just see what comes up. See what comes up. And see what you have learned from this experience. One thing that actually I want to say that came to me, which I've known for years and I teach this in my mastermind and to my clients, is that, um, that no matter the price that you're selling something at, it's the same energy, whether it's $100, $10, $1,000. The the workshop ended up being $111, which is, you know, a much lower investment than kind of the middle version of the workshop, which was like $9.99 or $1,000. But I still showed up to sell it in the same way. I did the same belief work. I did the same, um, took the same actions and I held the same space. And so that's also something that's really interesting you could look at that with a lot of curiosity that I I genuinely don't think that a like a lower price point necessarily automatically equates to higher sales sometimes that's true not always and sometimes if your mind like let's say you had a launch and if it didn't go to plan and you look afterwards to problem solve it or reflect or evaluate, sometimes your mind will try to problem solve things that it thinks, you know, you might want to change for the next round and going straight to the price 
like I have the best evidence. I mean, I have so much evidence of this in my business in at every price point and in over multiple years and multiple launches. But the one thing that I was really just made very evident in this launch is that the pricing didn't matter in terms of it's not like I all of a sudden dropped the price from $1,000 to $100 and sold 50 spots, right? It's the same energy. And I think what can happen is we think that a lower priced thing is going to be easier to sell. So sometimes we put less effort in and then we think a higher priced thing is going to take a lot more effort and energy to sell. And then if that feels like that, the idea of that would be draining, then it feels like you've got to like ramp yourself up to sell something at a higher price. And I just want to offer that there. Firstly, I love to just, I love to offer to my clients There's a price point for every client and a client for every price point. Like you can sell something in your business at every price point whether it's ten dollars or a thousand dollars like it's there'll be a that there are clients for every price point and also whatever you're selling even if it's free can you put like the same beautiful energy and effort into it like the way you would market a freebie a free offering a free workshop can you use that energy to market a thousand dollar program and can you use the thousand dollar program's energy to market a fifty dollar workshop when you do that, because you love your work and you want people in it, you want to be helping your people in the in your work, whether it's free, paid, this much, that much, you actually get better and better at selling because you don't make the price the first point, the, the first thing that you think someone's going to decide on. And I think that was really made extra evident to me in this launch. And I want to offer that to you. So when you kind of problem solve slash tweak things slash pivot or you know tweak refine distill all the great words a launch whether you're in the middle of it or it's at the end or it's completed and you're looking forward look at multiple elements of what you could reflect on and evaluate and don't look necessarily at the the details of the program don't be like oh well it was six weeks and people don't want six week programs they only want 12 week programs or well it was a two-hour workshop people don't want two-hour workshops they only want four-week workshops like all of that stuff oh the call was at this time and not that time and the call you know the the cost was this and not that it's usually not something that uh technical i'm gonna say it's usually what's going on underneath for you not to say of course, our actions impact our results and what we're doing, what we're calling in and how we're creating it. But what we know so much more deeply, and I think this episode is like such a, a stark and kind of raw, ex- raw example. It's a hard word to say. That sounded like I was a bear. Raw. Raw like R-A-W. Do bears roar or do they growl? I've actually been thinking about that. Side note, I've been reading this very cute book to Jesse and the, in the book, The Bear Roars. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure bears growl, but that's fine. Anyway, this episode was a raw example of that truth of how it's so much more about what's going on for you that even if you're doing all the things, it doesn't necessarily create the results that you want. It's the inner work first. And also, may I be an example of how sometimes you just have to sit in the muck of it and surrender and even if it's for very big, I'm going to cry again, very big, very big reasons that are completely out of your control. You can't always change it. 
And sometimes there's just something to sit in and it doesn't need to mean, this is going to sound like a pinch of salt, but this, it doesn't need to mean like the end of the world for you and for your business. And I, I had to tell myself that at some point in this launch, like I had to be like, this is not the end of my business. Um, not even because of the launch, because of everything that was going on and because of the fear that I felt in showing up and being seen, um, the people that I lost in my world, in the business world, the coaching world, the tons of Instagram followers I lost, like the real feeling of feeling alone and the contraction and then me trying to launch something and promote something. That's what I had to tell myself, like, this is not the end. This is a really intense time and you're doing a really great job, even if it's a great job of not being in a great space. (laughs) Um, So you are also doing an amazing job and there's always something to tweak and shift. And also sometimes the way to do that is to sit first and surrender first. So that's what I want to offer to you. And thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming along on my stop start. Are they drilling? Have they stopped? Are they drilling? Have they stopped? Podcast episode. I... I'm about to get into recording part two. So I hope that you will, when you can, jump into part two and listen to my reflections on the 41K launch. Lots of love and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. If you liked that episode, you will love my free workshop on how to download your divine business plan. This workshop will help you see what gems your business has in store for you and give you so much more confidence about how to communicate with your business to receive the guidance, insight, and intuitive instructions on your next step. The replay is available for you right now via the link in my show notes. And once you've tuned in, or if you just want to share something that's landed for you on this episode, come over and find me on Instagram at Cassie Mendoza Jones. I would love to hear from you. Okay, that's it for me for this episode. I hope to catch you on the next one.